What up, this is Yinka Diz. Peace, this is Outlaw. And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. Do we want to transition to the original topics we were going to discuss? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So the first one we have here is the Blackest King. I guess this is a series of videos from Beyonce. And oh, is that what all... it was? I th- so you haven't seen this yet? Nah, I haven't. Okay. So my understanding of this, okay. um, I just started watching these videos today. Okay. So my understanding is that she bought the rights to the Lion King soundtrack, soundtrack. I okay. think. And then made videos for all of these things, Got obviously it. a year after it happens. Yeah. And there's a bunch of African, quote unquote, African imagery from different parts of the continent. Okay. Mostly West African, I think, is, is rep- represented. Um, and I think the reason why we're talking about this, obviously, because it's Beyonce. So right, everything right. she does is a big deal. Uh-huh. But there's some controversy here as well. Now, are you at all familiar with this controversy? Yeah. So It's so funny, too, because like I said, I haven't seen it, but... I've I've heard I've heard all the controversy and all the crazy stuff going on. Uh that's probably the most important <laughs> thing because here's the thing. Right. People had asked me, uh-huh. I had several people, several, several, several people ask me, like, what are your thoughts on Black is King? I was like, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And they finally just stopped asking because I just <laughs> I just didn't really care. It's yeah. whatever, I'll hear what I hear. Uh-huh. And I'm watching the videos today and I'm like kind of skipping through it because I just mm-hmm. it was cool. Like the imagery imagery looked cool, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I I just I just didn't really care. So okay. I think the controversy is probably more worth discuss more worth discussing <laughs> than the actual content itself. But uh, what's some yeah. of what's some of the controversy that you heard? Um so the initial controversy that I heard was like Africa or people who are journalists that feel as though they represent Africa versus, you know, uh Beyonce and Beyonce's idea of of capitalism, you know, as a as a trope or, you know, capitalism right. as as the backdrop that they want to cast Africa against. Okay. Is that a is that a byline? Is that just like a Yeah, I mean, I'm that? just kind of I don't know if you heard the same thing. All right. So the two bits of controversy I heard, okay, was about the not not necessarily appropriation because I don't think that that's the right word and that's mm-hmm. not the word that I've used, but almost like the kind of like the glorifying of things that she didn't necessarily understand okay. and just kind of like homogenizing Africa and uh, not really okay. understanding some of these things. Okay. There's, some of it just seemed like people getting upset for the sake of being upset. Yeah. Do you feel that's what I was going to say? Like, do you well, feel that like was the one just, controversy? Okay. The other controversy was the idea that, and I actually think it's, it's somewhat valid here, somewhat. Um, okay. And I don't understand some of these things, and I'll, I'll admit to that. But some of it was the idea that, you know, the majority of Africa is either Muslim or Christian, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And yet a lot of the symbols that and the imagery that she used portrayed, like, the old gods of different African cultures and stuff. Yeah. She did that in Lemonade, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people are taking issue with that, calling it demonic, calling it satanic, using this oh, as wow. further evidence to say that Jay-Z and that. Beyonce are in the Illuminati. <laughs> I did not um, hear that. Well, I've heard, like, wow. I kind of get where some of it is coming from um, yeah. in the sense that, I mean, they're not Christian symbols. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not that that's a problem or not, who knows? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I, that's kind of the controversy that, that I have seen with it. Got you. What, I, what? I did not hear that second one. Okay. I, I think my particular view on the first one 
um in this case and again i haven't seen this so i can't i can't really um you know speak on it too much but i mm -hmm. I, I will say this right and and you you know me i'm not the guy who defends all things popular i'm not the guy who defends people just because they're they're they sold a bajillion copies or whatever i mean i'm but, not either <laughs> but you know in this case right like the parallel that i draw is i remember and i think i talked about this on this podcast you know Rick Ross did um, a music video in Nigeria for the song, These Niggas Don't Hold Me Back. These Niggas Don't Hold Me Back, right? Okay. He went to Nigeria. People were like, oh, Rick Ross is shooting his music video in Nigeria. He shot his music video in Nigeria. He went to the slums, like the hood hood, and went and stood in somebody's, in somebody's ghetto and recorded his music video in black and white with him being tough with his shirt off and then went back to his fucking mansion in America and didn't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. And 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 I had a problem with that. Right. And okay. and many people had a problem with that. Um. Some people were thought it was amazing and it was great because it showed Nigeria. But I was like, yo, there's so many more beautiful cultural experiences that he could have portrayed. Why portray the ghetto of the ghetto and then don't even make that place any better and then leave? Right. Yeah. Fair. Um. So now in this case, Beyonce comes and she, you know, she collaborates with a bunch of African artists and she, you know, tries to beautify maybe and dress up African culture in a way that, you know, is her art, right? She uses Africa, I guess, as her canvas for her art. And then people's criticism is like, yo, but there's so much poverty in, in Africa. Why is she showing all this rich shit? And it's like, wh like what do you want from her? If she, yeah. if she were to go to the poorest part of, of Africa and film that, we would be saying what I was saying about Can't about win. Rick Ross. So Can't right, win. so it's like, how, how can these people win at all when they in, in, engage with our culture, or do we just want them to just like just leave us the fuck alone and just not engage with our culture at all? Look, I think that these are good questions, and that's actually a good segue into my next question for Beyonce, or for you rather, pertaining mm -hmm. to Beyonce, is that look, you and I understand that this is a business. There's mm -hmm. marketing involved. Mm -hmm. And part of the black theme that she's doing, yes, a lot of it is genuine. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when you look at Homecoming, the Homecoming performance, mm -hmm. um, I think that those were things, black things that she understood, mm -hmm. right? And I think that all of the black artists that she's tried to put on, I think a lot of that is genuine. But let's not bullshit in the fact that some of this is placating to our black sensitivities or what, what we want from as you know, black is beautiful, okay. right? That, that That's the theme right now. Mm -hmm. The question I have is, first of all, was this Black is King successful? And if we're considering it successful or rather not successful, unsuccessful, mm -hmm. do we see more of this imagery going forward? Like, is so, this the direction for Beyonce? Because that's what, what I'm kind of curious What about. is success, I guess, is my question. Or are you asking me if I think it was successful? Yeah, success would would either be obviously financial success for her or yeah. so, financial rewards for her, okay. or this is something that improves the brand. Like yeah. the 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 response from this is like, mm -hmm. yes, this was good. So, for example, right, the Carters. I think the general response was the Carters was bad, right? So, all right. If the general response from this is this is dope, we want more of this. Okay. Are we going to see more of this as a response, or if it's not? positive are we going to see right. less like that's kind of where i'm curious about my response is twofold okay? okay from the perspective of was this successful in the way that you just defined success no i don't think it was successful in the same way i don't think the carters was successful right right um i i think that i think that while people who are attached to that that brand and and, and they that you know 
they're gonna love anything that comes from from that. And and so I know people that that love the Carters. They think it, it was a great album. They love yeah, the videos, like whatever, right? Um, but I think you know, to the casual person who just engages with with popular mainstream stuff, I don't think that those people would be like, oh my god, the Carters, right? Like like mm -hmm. that's not something they would pick out of Beyonce's canon. Yeah. And in that same way, I don't think that this is successful in that way. However, mm -hmm. to to the earlier part of the question, do I think it's successful? Like, like, do I view it as successful? I think Beyonce, um, it kind of almost in the way of how we how we talk about Eminem, right? Like, I think Beyonce is one of those artists that um, any art she creates is successful just by definition. If she mm -hmm. walked out right now and just drew a line. They would sell it for a million dollars. Somebody, somebody would buy that line that she just drew for a million dollars. This is Beyonce's line. It's a million dollars, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think now when she creates art, it's not about the art anymore. It's about where the art fits in the image that is Beyonce. And the right. image that is Beyonce is the is the the art. Like the like the art is is just like a byproduct of the art of the Beyonce career. That's fair. Right. I see. I know. So what like, you're so right. So the photo shoot of her having kids. Look, yeah. we while we we just talked about it and we laughed. We laughed about people trying to imitate it the, the whole nine. But <laughs> but that was that that was art. Yeah. And 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 it, and it fed into the narrative. And then and then you know we had Lemonade, four forty four, the Carters. Right. That tr trilogy was. Yo, my man cheated on me. You know, this is how I feel about it. Then, yo, I'm the man that cheated. Yo, my bad. This is how I grew from it. Then the Carters, we triumphed. We're back together and we figured it out, right? So right. this is all still a part of the shit. Now we're in this part where, you know, 444 has happened. And so Jay-Z told us all how we need to be as black people. And we can just transition straight <laughs> into it. Because I, I, I can see your wheels turning. Uh, but, you know, Jay-Z told us about how we all need to be as men and how we all need to be as black people. And then now the next logical step is, yo, we're black people where we come from African kings and then black yeah. is king. Boom. Yeah. It fits. And so to me, I don't even think this particular piece of art like black is king or lion king as, as pieces of art matter. I think they matter to the journey of what we're calling the Beyonce and Jay-Z storyline. And so I think are it's we, successful from that perspective. Are we going to continue following in that journey? we as 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 the as the mainstream artist or you and i like what like what what i mean who's we i guess the we would be her fans her followers i think her fans are probably gonna want to know what's next and and i i i low key want to know what's next cuz i'm like I, okay we supposed to go back to africa okay now so now we're back in africa and we're all kings and queens what are we doing now are we going to jupiter mars like we're we're back in africa it's wakanda everybody's rich like what, where where are we gonna go next? I don't know. So I'm I'm, I'm interested to see. So I have two closing points to this. <laughs> One, I just have to say that uh, I I don't normally say this, and a lot of people are gonna hear this and be like, "Yo, outlaw, you're crazy." Okay. But I haven't always found Beyonce attractive. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying I've never found her, but I've never I haven't always found her as bad as everybody else. Okay. Has. Okay. Man, she looks good as hell in these videos. My uh, God, okay. it's yeah, she looks insane. Um. <laughs> Yes, but the other, the, the more important closing point is that uh, uh -huh. I know people who take this stuff seriously, and I don't. Mm -hmm. What I mean by this stuff, I'm not talking about Beyonce. I'm talking about actually take their uh, Americans, Black Americans, mm -hmm. who take their cultural roots from Africa very seriously, mm -hmm. and 
I haven't actually spoken to any of them and I probably should. Yeah. But I'd be willing to guess that that what they see, what they see the imagery that Beyonce is portraying, they probably like they probably don't care one way or the other about it, but mm. they could probably also recognize that like, yes, that's a misrepresentation of what this actually comes from. So anyway. But but it's weird that you say that, right? Because I mean, we'll sit here and listen to, you know, Nas, who is another topic we're gonna talk about later, right? I mean, Nas has a bar in the first five minutes of the album that says something along the lines of the stupidest nigga from Africa invented algebra. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the, you know, there's been these allusions to, you know, we're we're black and and we're from Africa and everybody from Africa is kings and queens and etc. Like, that's been a part of our, you know, black popular culture for a long time. And I don't think those people got killed for that. Okay. That's, well, that's not necessarily what I was saying, but yeah. it's okay. No, I'm not. I mean, do you want to just leave it there? I, I feel what you're saying about Nas. And like I said, I don't think mm -hmm. that, like, I'm not killing Beyonce for this. Mm -hmm. And like I said, and the folks who I know who take this seriously are not going to slam Beyonce for it. They're just going to be like, uh, what I'm saying is it, what I'm saying is this. Uh -huh. If, Let's say, let's just say, you know, for argument's sake, that Beyonce was actually trying to reach some of us on an actual, like, a real meanings, mm -hmm. in a real meaningful way about mm -hmm. the images that she showed. Right. What I'm saying is that the folks who actually understand this would be like, yeah, you missed the mark, but, you know, it's cool. Mm, it's, it's my yeah. guess. It's just my guess. So, um, but not everybody else liked this. Uh, Burner Boy had a response to this that you thought was interesting, right? It was worth sharing. I actually didn't see this. Okay. But, but apparently, he got killed for not. Apparently, the Beehive got him. Um, and I and I, you know, I I didn't follow up on it. So this is now. This is probably two weeks old by now, or maybe okay. even more. And you know, you know how it is, man. These media cycles. Two weeks is like two years now. So I'm sure yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff has happened since then. But um, essentially, on The Breakfast Club, Burna Boy was asked, um, you know, if he essentially if he thought that that Black is King, it was like appropriation of Africa and like what he thought of it. And he just basically tried to punt the question like he was like, yeah, I don't really want to answer that. Um, he said, you know, you should ask her that. And then, you know, they kind of tried to to once again, like double down on the question, like, well, you know, what like, you know, you contributed to the album, many other African artists contributed to the album. Like, so what do you think of of, of Black is King, you know? And then he just kind of chuckled a little bit and was like, yeah, next question, next question, and wouldn't respond to it. Um, and so some of the beehive for that. Some of the beehive was was on him. Like I guess they felt he was like ungrateful or whatever for not what, you know what? caping for Beyonce, not defending her. I don't know what Burna Boy what doesn't owe Beyonce a goddamn thing. <laughs> That's weird. Did you listen to his album? Because I only skimmed it and I wasn't really feeling it. I did. I, I similar to you. I was not feeling that album. Um, okay. And, and it felt like a major step back from to me. Because I thought I thought the the last one was was slamming like I thought really the last one was good. good. Too. I thought the last two were good. I thought the last one really showed to me he was squarely musically the guy. Yeah, and I might have even said so much in conversation yeah, you with you before, right? You did um, and you said that you said that when it's all said and done, he will be spoken. He'll be in the same circles as like someone like a fella or Bob Marley. Oh wow! Saying. Yeah. So okay, now I gotta walk that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
This album really showed me that it might be a rap. And I don't want to be the I feel like I'm being the the sensationalist, but um man, like this album showed me that this is an artist that's looking to branch out in the mainstream in a way that tells me that this artist may lack some identity. You know? Well, it could be a, it could just be a blip too. It's possible. It's it's definitely possible, but this album to me was not very good. Um Okay. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I I skimmed enough of it to just go like, "Oh, Burda Boy's got an album. Let me listen to this." And I was like, yeah. This doesn't sound like something I need to give invest more of my time and so I just didn't and I never got uh -huh. back around to it cuz August has been like a crazy fucking month. Yeah, facts. I think like, I think yeah. this was a major step back and I I will liken it to actually so I haven't listened to this in a while but the Joe Budden podcast I I typically listen to it and um maybe last summer what, what, man it was probably before that cuz cuz Chance the Rapper's album came out a while back. No, that was last summer. No, but this was before Chance the Rapper's album came oh, out. Okay. Uh, Joe Budden said something similar to what I said about about Burna Boy, you know, I guess. Oh, okay. um, and basically said, he said, you know, I think Chance the Rapper is going to be the guy that takes it. He's like, the way everybody oh, views Drake right yeah. now, he's like, I think Chance the Rapper is going to be that in short order. Like, he's okay, going to be the biggest artist, like, in the whole world, the guy. Okay, Joe. Um, and then, you know, this... Chance the Rapper album came out and you know maybe a few episodes back of Joe Budden they brought back up to him that he said that and he was like yo I was I was bugging <laughs> so so maybe I was bugging I don't know Bernie you gotta you gotta bounce back from this this was not the one for me all right where were you when you first heard Cardi B and Megan the Stallions WAP wet ass pussy where were you when you first heard this <laughs> I was where I always am because of fucking coronavirus <laughs> at my house, probably in my bed on my phone watching it. So I was at my house in my okay. kitchen okay. or my bar okay. hosting a birthday party okay. because everything is shut down right now. And right. while I should not be hosting people in my house, yeah. I was hosting people in my house for a birthday party. Yeah. It was a good time. And one of the birthday guests she played this song. She's like, yo, like, let me know what you think of this song. Mm -hmm. And, yo, the, the beat drops and I hear there's some hoes in this house and I'm like, oh, okay. So automatically I'm hooked. Okay. You got like a 90s throwback uh, house sample in, okay. your, in your joint. And it was Cardi B. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. this is the, the joint they just came out with. Uh -huh. I listened to it and I was fucking with that shit. I oh, liked yeah. it instantly. Okay. Um, what'd you think about this song? Um, I think it's a recycled concept that did what it was supposed to do. That um, is fair. And the reason sound... why that is so fair is because, look, I like the song. Uh -huh. I thought aesthetically it sounded good. Mm -hmm. Yo, there was a lot of controversy about this song. I didn't get that. But to, back to the actual song itself, right? Before we started uh -huh. talking about the uh, people talking about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's a copy and paste of Anaconda and Pop That. Sure. Um, you yeah. know, like it, like this has been done before. It's yeah. it's not musically anything we haven't heard before. That is, I just like, I like the actual, I like the beats. And I really just like the hoes in the south. Like I just, I, just, I love the beat so much. There's some hoes so in this house. The, yeah. the beat gets me. But yeah. Back home of the other song gets me. The, the, um, and the, there are some lyrics that, especially the ones that Cardi says, that had me chuckling. Yeah, it's definitely a chuckle worthy. Uh, a lot of chuckle worthy quotables. Um, you can definitely see what they what they tried to do there. Yeah. Um, Touch that little 
dangly thing in the back of your throat. I got you. <laughs> I was like, wow. Really? I said, that shit was funny. <laughs> I was like, really? Go ahead, partisan. You know what I'm saying? Keep writing. Um, but yeah, man, uh, th- this controversy or lack thereof, I just don't get. And I think you and I kind of texted about it, right? Like, I almost feel like it's like people have created like a boogeyman or like some straw That's man, a straw to, man. So, to make... And- Initially, again. I thought there was a straw man because yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard more defenses of the song right. than I heard criticisms. Yeah, and yeah. in fact, the only criticism I had heard from the song mm-hmm. were from two women that said that they, while they enjoyed it, they thought it was too vulgar. I didn't yeah. hear criticisms from everybody else. And then like a week after the fact, after mm-hmm. I've heard all the defenses from the songs, then I finally see that like, okay, CeeLo criticized the song. Uh, I didn't um, see that. I saw some old white congressman like criticize it. And I was like, well, duh, like that's what they're supposed to do. Right. And but, just, like it fucking confused me because uh, it's like you said, like, I don't see how this song is any more vulgar than not. anything else I've heard in the last like 10 years. Like, I don't get it. It's not. But I also think and I don't know that you did this and I'm not accusing you of this, but, um, you know, in the same way that, you know, women accuse other women of being pick me's, like, I feel like I saw a lot of men being pick me's in this joint. And so, like, I just see you, dudes, like, going extra in about, like, yo, there's a song called Slob on My Knob. How dare y'all niggas have issues with this song? And I'm just like, who oh. are these y'all niggas that y'all are defending these women against? Like, I, I, I've never heard anyone say that they had a problem with the song. So it's like... To watch these dudes go extra in to defend Cardi and Megan's honor was weird to me because it, it was like, who are you defending them against? You, you know what's weird is that we've talked about this before, how when things go things that go viral are usually because they're either incredibly profound, so positive, mm-hmm. right? Or they're just like really fucking stupid and ignorant. <laughs> right. And yet... To if you can see if you if something is going viral and you recognize that it's ignorant, to then invest time and energy to act as if like it's a legitimate point to argue, <laughs> it's just a fucking waste of your time. Fact. And that's that's not you. That's anybody who else who actually like sees people saying like ignorant dumb things yeah. and feels the need to argue it. It's like right. stop it. And maybe maybe I've done that too. So I'm also criticizing myself for ever having done stupid shit. But like, again, right? Like I almost feel like in this case, and that's why I use the pick me, you know, phrase, right? Like it, it almost didn't feel like they were actually defending Cardi and Megan. It felt like they were somehow trying to maybe, and, and this is the sad thing about this whole like, you know, Twitter virality thing, right? It's like people try to state some shit that like, like is hyperbole but obviously everybody agrees with it so that they can get people to like heart and like retweet it like over and over again right so it's like you know you got these dudes that are caping so hard for it so that you know all the ladies gotta know that i got your back like you know and it's like against who like i feel like that shit is weird and performative Uh, so look speaking about megan the stallion Mm -hmm. what the fuck happened with tory lanes he shot her was it an accident Tory Lanez is a bitch. So, okay, so... <laughs> I don't think we need to talk about this. <laughs> look, look. I know that she got shot, what, like a month and a half ago or something, right? Uh, like, it was a while ago. Yeah. And there wasn't much press about it. In mm-hmm. fact, the only buzz was about the fact that she got shot and no one was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, people are starting to talk about it. I still mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I didn't even hear her talk about it. She she came on. She came on and uh, she did like a IG live about it. Um, 
basically just saying that you know Tory Lane shot her. So like that's it. I mean, no yeah. I, I, like I don't want to. There's like a bunch of people giving their opinions, and you know she's giving us a little bit. I, I you know, I don't want to say too much about it. I just think that it's pretty clear that you know um, that Tory Lanez did some hoe shit, and I feel like okay. it makes me again feel sad for humanity. Um, and I I feel like I just really hope we can cancel Tory. Like I really, I really okay, feel so, like so you're for canceling now. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 so what I've, I've said the canceling is fake. Like I don't think it's real. I think okay. if, if there's a, if there's a video that half of America has seen of a man urinating on an underage girl, and 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 we still haven't been able to cancel that individual, then yeah. I, then I don't think that you could really cancel anybody. Like I think it's fake. But you know, in terms of canceling from the perspective of trying to shut down opportunities for somebody to be able to profit off of their celebrity, I think that we absolutely should institute whatever that is uh, for this Tory Lanez individual. That's how I feel. Are we canceling Common? So, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I honestly would like to hear Common speak about what happened. I, like, I would too. Should he be canceled? I don't, sure, maybe. I, if, if, what 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 he was accused of doing is absolutely and totally wrong. It's some fucked up shit. And I would love to hear him say him speak for himself as to, you know, what occurred there. Um, but, you know, I don't I, I definitely don't equate those two scenarios or situations to each other. No, no, I'm just, this is just me transitioning <laughs> to the other topic because gotcha. we do have it listed that we're yeah. going to talk about Common and Jaguar. I, I will say this. I um. think, um, so I've I've gone back and forth with this on people. I know that there are, and it's, it's a mixed bag. So like I know men and women who've taken one side and men okay. and women who've taken the other side. Okay. And my whole side is that like, look, I just need more information. Like and some folks are like you don't need any more more information. I'm like I think that's ignorant. You always need more information. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there's if there's a hundred pieces in a puzzle, and you're only looking at like sixty five. Yeah. Like there's there's a lot of information yeah. in those other thirty five. Like the, yeah. the, you know, and I just think that like there's parts in her, there's parts in the, like there's things that she said that yeah. like had just, just prompted questions for me. And apparently, yeah. me even asking those questions is problematic. Whatever, like the legitimate questions that pop I into think my they head. are legit, and I think that I think that you know, I think that that believe women, and I, like I'm team believe women, right? So I think I'll, I'll start with with saying that, right? Um, and I think that you can you can feel that way, and you can also state the scenario for what it is, um, and you can ask for more information given the facts, right? Yes. Um, and in this particular scenario, like I feel like there's that this is an individual who has said a lot about a lot of things more recently. Um, and you know, there's been you know questions that that she's you know uh, mentioned about like mental health and, and et cetera, right? And so that's why I think that like this is just like a conversation, and I think that common. You know, as a man who has a certain platform and all the et cetera's yeah. should speak for himself. You know, like if 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 Jaguar is is what she's saying is completely false and is not true and, you know, she's wilding or whatever. Um, I mean, I, I, like, I feel like what she is accusing him of is something that he could explain as, yo, I did that shit. I was fucking wilding. My bad. Or. I absolutely did not do that. That's not, I have no idea what you're talking like. 
I think that he should come to the mat and and speak to to what what that is personally. On one hand, right? If someone accuses you of something that completely didn't happen, isn't it your right to like not even entertain it? It is. Right. So that's that is a legit point mm-hmm. of view. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if someone did accuse you of something and it did happen and you're not speaking about it, that's also quite savvy because then eventually it's just going to go away. So I get I get that as a defense, right? Like and and like a, the Tory Lanez scenario, right, is is a perfect one, right? He's not saying anything. But I yeah. think also the reason he's not saying anything is because I think there's an open case, right? So it's like anything yeah. he says can be used against him in a court of law. So I think that's why we're not hearing from him. But in the case of of Common, right, like it's I'm not saying you need to come to the mat every time somebody, you know, the court of public opinion tries to indict you about anything. But I just feel like this is something that, you know, like I speak on it, yo. I I don't know. My only conclusion is that the picture that she painted is definitely a foul one. Um, I don't really care about one common women with the other. I haven't really cared about common that much (laughs) since like Water for Chocolate, you know. (laughs) B didn't do to me what it did for other people. So whatever, right? Okay. Um, Like, I have no need to defend him. Yeah, and the picture that she painted, like I said, it's it's a foul one. Mm -hmm. And so if he did that shit the way she she describes it, then yeah, I mean, that's some some fucked up shit. And maybe people don't need to look at Common in the positive light that they they do. (sighs) That being said, I still have questions that I would Mm -hmm. like have answers for before I come to any of my own conclusions. But mm. I probably will never get them, so it is what it is. Mm. Did you did you hear about Talib Kweli or is that a, not even really worth going into? I've heard some things up and down. I don't know. Maybe you want to give a, 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 the elevator uh, version of what's going on there. I heard this in the same discussion in my hip-hop group when we were talking about Common. Okay. And essentially some girl online got in it got into it with 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 Kwali mm-hmm. and then in response to that he just continued to harass this woman mm-hmm. um I forget even what it was mm-hmm. I don't know all the facts what I will say is this it doesn't surprise me coming from Kwali he seems like a fucking dweeb man he I'm does just seem like a dweeb he yeah. does seem like someone who can't let shit go yeah he can't like you have like at some point when are you going to respect your own platform right. to not grovel with people who are not on your level? And that doesn't mean that you need to be patronizing or dismissive. Mm-hmm. But at the other hand, at some point you have to recognize it's like, look, like this is a person on Twitter. They're going to have their opinions. Fuck it. Deal with it. Yeah. If you don't like it, it's fine. Take one on the fucking chin and move on. Right. Like you're supposed to be the bigger man, right? right. Now, I don't know all the details again because... Mm. I only I only read through it like like a once through, but I mean apparently he was really fucking harassing this woman, and it was like over something really stupid, right? Like it was yeah. like she said like, oh these niggas like to be with white women, and then it was like yeah. oh they like to be with light skinned g- girls like Talib Kweli or whatever, and oh then, and he tried to dox her. That's what yeah, it was supposedly, yeah. But then he like started like harassing her, like he was sending yeah. her like all, he was saying all these things about her and like finding like old tweets from her and like old things and reposting them and all kinds of weird shit, man. Like that- it doesn't it doesn't fucking surprise me. And this is the folks have asked me if I've ever listened to Talib Kweli's podcast. It's like mm-hmm. nah, like I'm I'm good. I think I got the gist of what he's saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, his podcast I, is fine. 
Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I just, I don't know. I'm trying to find time for this. But anyway, we move on to uh, to the uh, Jay-Z and Pharrell dropped a song called Entrepreneur, which I listened to one time and already forgot how it sounds. <laughs> it's just not good. Do we need to but, discuss it? You know what? One thing I will say, and I'll probably get killed for this, but it is what it is. Um, I, I, I think I've said this already on the podcast, but like... I think a lot of the music that Pharrell makes by himself and not as the Neptunes is just not that good. And I That's don't fair. and I don't think that this entrepreneur song, which it seems like everybody's killing this song and saying it's not good, which it's not. I don't think it sounds that different from a lot of Pharrell songs. I think this one though has Jay-Z at a time yeah. when when you have Jay-Z on the record, it's like, oh shit. You have Jay-Z on the song called Entrepreneur. Yo, it's some well, black business shit. Let's talk Jay's about verse it. is actually pretty good. Is it? <laughs> it I, mean, I don't think it's a bad verse. Okay. Um, I think Jay-Z's verse is definitely the highlight of the song. Um, I think people were annoyed with the fact that he said something along the lines of that people should buy FUBU. And it's like, you know, basically like on some, you know, some like Jay, like I'm stunning on you niggas. How dare you not support a black business like FUBU? And it's like, nigga, you made a whole song called Tom Ford two records ago like you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah. you, why don't you wear a fubu nigga like what are you talking about but uh <laughs> but i mean I, I, the, the verse was still good like from a rap perspective okay is there anything else to discuss for that not really, not really. No. okay all right so i think the big music that dropped that we're going to discuss um and we'll also talk about our we have at least i have an individual album to discuss do you have one nah i don't okay (laughs) so we'll just all right so we're gonna have two then so we got from nas we have king's disease and this was released last friday which would be what april 21st that sounds right sounds about right yeah um and i i heard a lot of opinions some mediocre, which we'll just call those are the negative opinions, the mm-hmm. mediocre ones, mm-hmm. and some positive opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where do you fall on the line of the spectrum here? Yo, first and foremost, I.E. Stand Up, Hit Boy, we appreciate you. You're a legend. We out here, West Side, let's go. All right, I'll start there. And then, uh, that, that one was fine. <laughs> I thought it yeah. was fine as well, Yeah, which to me should read as... It was good. I think so too. Like, and I, I was, I was talking to somebody else who said that they said the album is a classic, and 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 they said something else that was a high praise of it, right? And I said, is this album better than Life Is Good, right? And then they were like, oh, and I was like, okay. The reason I ask is because you're talking about this like it's a ten out of ten, right? So then now we need to we need to put it in the the to categorize it among other Nas albums right i consider life is good to be at very best Nas's third best album okay at very best and and that i think that i'm giving what it, do you have as the second okay. one stillmatic or it was written stillmatic okay um so at very best his third best album and in my opinion not his third best album but but some people might think it is um so if the, if it's a ten out of ten, then Nas has like five ten out of tens. Yeah, because we know it's not true. Yeah, I, I don't think that's true, right? So I think this album, like you said, is good. But I thought Life Is Good was good when it came out as well, and I may have listened to that album five times total. 
I didn't listen to Life Is Good. Oh, okay. Yeah, and look, because this is back when I wasn't, I wasn't really listening to hip hop like that. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that for me, right? Like, so Nas is one of the greatest hip hop artists of all time. I don't think we need to debate that, right, on the, right. On the podcast. Um, so you know, the 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 bar is 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 pretty high for Nas, right? So Nas making something good is the expectation. Yes. Um, when he makes something that's not good, that's when it's a talking point. Yeah. So I think the difference between something that we talk about when Nas makes a good product and something that we just kind of say, all right, is like, will I be replaying this, you know, uh, years down the line in the pantheon of great Nas albums that I always play? And I don't know the answer to that question. I think that there are some songs that I will go back to. Okay. Um, you know, Blue Benz is a song that I really like. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, Ten Points and The Cure, and he's got some other ones on here. Like Ultra Black is a song that I actually kind of wish Kanye co-produced because I think mm. that there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, for like you know, grand orchestra and a, and a chorus and all the stuff that they could have yeah. put. The pieces were there for, to, for them to put all that in there, and it could have been mm. like a really big hit, but it's not in there, and it's mm. just like, damn, that's that's kind of disappointing. You didn't like Car eighty five. So here's the funny thing, right? Uh-huh. I heard Cardi Five at first, and I was like, "I'm not really feeling this." But okay. the second and third time I listened to this album, mm-hmm. I was. It definitely grew on yeah, me. Yeah, I love that. And one. we should talk about it because I texted our good friend, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get his thoughts on this. Okay. And he thought that this is just another mediocre Nas project, and I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna listen to this, and we'll we'll text. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but. I'm kind of like, well, what is it that exactly that you want from Nas, or what is it that you expect from Nas? And, and here's my thing, right? Uh-huh. So, I personally don't think that hip hop music is very good anymore. That mm. doesn't mean that there is not good hip hop music. Mm-hmm. But when we were growing up in the '90s, listening to music, there was maybe one other genre of music that was as good or better than hip hop, mm-hmm. and that was alternative rock, mm-hmm. right? Like jazz was not good. Maybe there was some R and B here and there that was that was cool. You know what I mean? But like salsa wasn't good. I think R and B maybe country music. Maybe I but think R and B was good. But I think R and B was good because it was so commingled with hip hop. Right. Right. Yeah. But like at that point, hip hop was one of the best genres right. of music on the planet. Right. Right. That's not the case anymore. Like I agree. when I listen to my Spotify and I get my weekly playlist of, you know, release radar and the discover weekly. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the hip hop stuff is like not the stuff that I enjoy. It's all this other indie electronic abstract, cool fusion of like all this, like that stuff is like amazing. It's like, Oh my God. Like, like some of this stuff, I'm like, yo, we are in a golden age of of producers okay. right now, yeah. but you just don't know it because some of the yeah. vocalists aren't up to snuff. Yeah. And because just, they're just obscure artists that you'll never hear of. Like That's that so shit real. is way better than hip hop, yeah. right? So it's, it's like, okay. It's funny, like t- to your point, um, today was the, I think what, 24th or whatever anniversary of AT Aliens. So right. uh, we had posted that um, on our, our page and, and you know, a friend also posted it in the group chat that I'm in. And, um, you know, we started to talk about it. Me, Jelani, a couple other people kind of started to talk about how amazing AT Aliens is. I made the point, actually, that I said, well, we talked. So Jelani said that um, the the that 
it's 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 the best Outcast album. It's a little bit better than Aquemini. Aquemini, okay. And I said, I disagree, but that's I, okay. right. I said we made the point on. I said it is my favorite Outcast album, yeah. but we made the point on the podcast that Aquemini is musically probably better than yeah. than this album. But so. you know, it's it's still an amazing album. It's my favorite, but I don't think it's better musically. Um, and we kind of, you know, went back and forth about that for a little while. And then, you know, when the conversation kind of died down, I said, you know, it's sad to me because I feel like we may never get hip hop music that's this good again yeah. because of how quickly it's made. Right? right. Like like people don't purposefully make hip hop albums anymore because unless you're Kendrick, because right. Because of this necessity of just getting getting get it out, get it out as fast as you can. Yeah. And um, and I think what you're saying is totally true. You can hear it in the music, right? You can hear yeah. that these people are turning this stuff over so fast and just pasting it together. And and that's, I think, why it sounds the way it sounds. Yeah. And given that, yeah. given that, right, it's like, what do you expect from Nas in 2020? Right. And the other thing is this, right? If this is just mediocre, then what hip hop is amazing right now? <laughs> like the last time I've heard an amazing hip hop album an amazing hip hop album was probably to pimp a butterfly. Hmm. And before that, I would say, you know, beautiful dark twisted fantasy, mm. amazing hip hop yeah. albums. Yeah. Right. Like damn was good. Mm. Good kid, mad city. Some people would argue that that's even better. Fine. I, whatever. Yeah. But I'm I like, think, like amazing pieces of music. Yeah. I think I agree with you here. Um, and I think, you know, to what we're talking about with these kind of amazing thing, I think, I think you kind of, to some degree, if you're not setting out to make the most amazing classic album, like like what it seems Kendrick does every time he approaches an album, right. shout out to Kendrick. Yeah, shout um, out to Kendrick for real. Because yeah, I always I always blast him, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I appreciate the musicality that Facts. Kendrick puts forth. Yeah, but um, you know, in 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 making albums nowadays, I feel like you 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 set out for a goal, right? And I think with Nas there were two major goals. Um, one, he had to clear the t the taste in everybody's mouth from that terrible Kanye album. That Not my out, mouth, because I right? never listened to it. I didn't yeah, listen to it, any of those fucking projects. It was trash. Um, <laughs> and, and secondly, um, Everybody always says that Nas picks bad beats, right? He's not good at, at, at picking They're not beats. bad. And so I think that those were the two things that Nas set out to do with this album. And I think that he accomplished those. Things. I think so too. Um, I think that the production on here is 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 good. Like, yeah. I don't. Uh, again, like you said, like I don't think that this is an amazing album. No. But no, what no. I do think is, in an era where you you hear an album once or twice, and then you pick out a few songs that you're gonna listen to, you throw them on a playlist, and you fucking scrap the rest of the album. Yeah. This album fits into that era well. And Absolutely. This got quite this got a few joints that I'm gonna put on a playlist. And I wanna say, man, this record full circle um with 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 the firm. I mean, you know I you know I like the firm. You knew this Yo, was coming. Foxy though. You uh, Yeah. Wait, what's the what's the face before I that's start? That's the that's the she was not good on this. It, it, it almost I, I wanna know where she recorded because you can hear that they didn't record all in the same place. But no, I I, I think that her voice just has not aged well. Well, yeah, like, she's so, not the only one. Like Ghostface's voice, right? And Ghostface mm -hmm. is someone who, like, his voice is a staple. Mm -hmm. His he, his voice is starting to show some wear and tear as well. And I think That's that funny. Foxy Brown's voice has shown yeah. some wear and tear. Whereas, I, in contrast to that, mm -hmm. 
Nas's yeah. voice is still pristine. AZ, and his bars. AZ, Motherfucker, he's got some bars on AZ it. AZ was amazing on yeah, this. Yeah, AZ is good too. But but what I wanted to say about this song is that to me, this is what I want to hear when I want to hear the progression of hip hop. Yeah. And you and I spend hours slamming, you know, these grown ass men for these <laughs> ridiculously not grown, you know, albums, right? Yeah. Um, and we talked about how, you know, Jay-Z turned 50 and then put out 444 and was like, oh yeah, yeah now I know that I need to be faithful to my woman. It's like Which my nigga. I hyped 50. way too much because in retrospect, there's really only one song I care about. Thank you. I said yeah. it back then. I yeah. <laughs> I think I was just I was so excited about the fact that he finally made a mature record. We're walking shit back today. We yes, we we yeah, this is I'll the this is back. the I was wrong podcast. I, I do think that I <laughs> what made me think about that point uh-huh. was that I think this album is better than 444. Oh wow. I don't know if I would yeah. go that far, but it's because def- I know that there's songs that I'm gonna go back and revisit on this that I like. And I think yeah. that Nas is better lyrically on this than Jay-Z. Yeah. Nas has got bars on this. He's got bars there. But yeah, so the 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 cure, right? Um I mean that I'm sorry, the full circle, right? Yeah. The thing that's so amazing about this song to me, right, is that, you know, so it's it's coming full circle. This is the original configuration of the firm, right? Um mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, where Cormega. nature is. I wish I wish nature was on the song, but that's fine. Um, but it has Cormega on it, you know. It's got um, Dre. Dre's there. Yeah. But the subject matter here, right? Like, so the firm is like this mafioso. They're all bosses. They all have lavish whips and beautiful women. The idea of them, them as grown men all jumping on a song and talking about the way the way they interact with women and how they view themselves as younger men trying to interact with women is amazing to me. Like I think I think we need to get there. Like I love the the idea of 40-year-old rappers, 40-something-year-old rappers telling us about how they've grown as men. Um yeah. and like you said, it was the uh, that was another thing that made the the Foxy album or I mean verse kind of stick right. out like a sore th- thumb because everybody's talking about their growth and then yeah. like Foxy's just like firm nigga we got all the, the yeah, no money and you're yeah, like what are you yeah, talking yeah. about she's definitely the low light on this yeah but uh AZ's verse was amazing Look, I mean it's AZ though when, yeah. he, when you ask AZ to come feature on your track and Man. this is like a standout track, he gonna, he's going to feature. He's going to come yeah, with it. Yeah, but like, yo, AZ, like, and you talked about, you know, Foxy's like voice aging or whatever. Like, AZ ain't missed a fucking beat, bro. Like, yeah. that sounded like rather unique AZ. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I thought that, so, that that was really a, a standout for me. Look, I think this is a, this is a good album. I think so too. Um, I think it, as far as hip hop goes, this is a good album. As far as Nas goes, mm-hmm. this is a success. Yeah. I think that, you know, this is not a disappointment. I don't mm-hmm. think it's mediocre. So I he, think this is good. So here's as a question. As, here's a question. Yeah. I am or this? Oh, I, well, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. You li- <laughs> There's dumped them. There are, okay, there are no songs on this album that are better than Nas's Facts. Like, that are better than Hate Me Now. Okay. That are yeah, better than. Ah, uh, I really. Uh, oh, um, always survive, right? Okay. Um, the one where he's uh, yeah, yeah. even though it's Still a weird song. Somehow I yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. We will always survive. survive. That's what it's called. We will survive. We will yeah. survive. And um, oh, uh, New York State of Mind Part Two. I knew you were gonna say that. 
Yeah, that joint. And for me, the joint with Scarface, the um, favor, favor for a favor. Yeah. Yeah. So, favor for a favor, maybe, you know, because I really like 10 points. I really like that track. So maybe mm-hmm. I would, I might take a few a few tracks on here over favor for a favor. But like mm-hmm. the other ones that I listed, New York State of Mind, part two, um, We Will Survive, Hate Me Now, and Nas is like, you know, those songs are, are incredible. But the rest of that album, it's not it's not even average. It's not decent. The rest of that album is fucking trash. Yes. Literally trash. Yeah. And there's no songs on here that are trash. Like yeah. if you if you gave me individual songs to listen to, mm-hmm. yo, I'm 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 putting on the I am, I'm skipping to what I want to hear. Yeah. But if you're like, yo, you gotta you gotta listen to something for like five, six times in a row, give me this. Because I yeah. listened to this album three times in a row and enjoyed it more every time I heard it. That's exactly my answer. Is is yeah. is that you know, the the good stuff on I am is like head and shoulders yes. above what's here. Yes. Yes. But just as a cohesive project, this is a much better, yeah. more cohesive project than I am. And and he doesn't sound stupid on here. Nas <laughs> has songs on I am where he sounds fucking just dumb. <laughs> look, look. For our listeners who have, you know, if you're listening to this for, for the first time or whatever, if you haven't gone back to listen to our Make It A Classic episode for Nas I Am, do it. It's one of my favorite episodes that we've ever recorded. I think it's one of our best. Seriously, go back and listen to that episode. It's amazing. We absolutely give give respect where, it, where respect is due yeah. and then trash the rest of the album. But it's... But it's but we do so. Look, I did my fucking research for that episode. Oh man, I think it we went in because episode. it deserves it deserves to be ripped apart. That is not a good fucking album. Yo, that, I think that's one of the albums from our age group's era that gets like a real pass from nostalgia. Like people our age talk about that album like it's good. You it's need to go back and good. listen to the album. It's not like, but the good stuff on there is so amazing that that's why it gets a pass. Yeah. Nas is like is a top five Nas song on anybody's list. I mean, Nas is like might be a top five song <laughs> across right. any genre. Right. Like, it's incredible. You know, so. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I, I think this is a good project. I think as far as music goes, mm-hmm. there are other things that I would rather listen to. Things yeah. that are popping up in my playlist. And that's and that's fine. Yeah. But as far as like hip hop is like, look. People people ask me to take a break from what I'm listening to to listen to new hip hop, and mm-hmm. oftentimes I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like so, for example, you know, <laughs> Freddie Gibbs project. I don't really need to listen to that. I'd rather listen to this King's Disease than a Freddie Gibbs project. Now, see, I, I disagree with you there. The, the I know you do. Mad Lib Freddie Gibbs is a better album than this album. I, look lyrically though, Freddie Gibbs doesn't come close to anything that Nas is saying on this. In my opinion, he just doesn't. Nas has got some like, man, like maybe still nice. Nas also has some growth on here that Freddie Gibbs hasn't uh, really hit at, at, at his age. And he with just his is more talented. He's a more talented MC. <sighs> uh, he he's a more talented MC as in more talented rapper. For MC. your definition, he's a more talented rapper. Okay, yeah. so so Fre- yeah. Freddie Freddie is. Uh, is a very talented though i think with like with cadences and delivery in a way that nas does not have that versatility and dexterity i guess yeah i don't i don't i don't hear that from freddie freddie yeah. doesn't impress me okay. so but we don't need to we don't need to discuss that yeah did you see that that uh the no limit chronicles and rough riders chronicles came out nah so um bet did uh five episodes each 
uh, basically chronicling the the run of No Limit um, from from its inception and the the chronicle of Rough Riders from its inception. I understand No Limit. Rough Riders is kind of a head scratcher. How was it? Um, so I'm I just started Rough Riders. I'm on episode two. Um, no Limit. I finished. Um, you I know, think No Limit is far in terms of chronicling. Yeah. I think No Limit is far more important to chronicle than Rough Riders, in my opinion. I don't know, man. I think um, I think a New lot Orleans, of that should put an entire fucking city on the map as far as hip hop is concerned. Uh huh. I don't think Rough Riders did that. I mean, it's five episodes. Um, and you know, I think, you know, when we talk about, we talk about Jay-Z and Jay-Z's story and how, you know, the rough, what the Rough Riders did impacted what became this mega popular Jay-Z that we're talking about now. Um, we talk about the fact that Rough Riders, um, were behind the locks. They were the management for the locks and they're the ones that were there when, that when Mary took the locks up to Puff and and signed them to Bad Boy, right? Like, so all of that is in their story. Okay. So I mean, I think I think there's I think honestly there's enough for five episodes on pretty much any label that was popular in in, in hip hop. So we could do one on Ruckus, we could do one on Loud, we could do one on anybody. Um, Cash Money. Uh, so I'm 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 enjoying actually enjoying the Rough Riders one more than I was enjoying the the No Limit one. Funny enough. Okay. Okay. Well, I this is news to me, so I'm gonna have yeah. to go try to check. This check out. it out. We've talked about how I'm like super into anything music when it comes to television. So I'm yeah. I'm enjoying it, even though that that first episode of the No Limit one was was trash. But oh, was it? But it okay. but it, it all it took was just that to like get me hooked enough to to like want to know the rest of the story. And okay. I always knew that. No Limit started in Richmond, uh, California. Who did it? Oh, I was about to say. Yeah, okay, Richmond, yeah. California. Um, Master P started out there, and then he came back to New Orleans, and and you know, um, but but it was it was interesting to see the whole timeline of like why he left and what he did and everything. I feel like they downplayed a little bit the um, the settlement that he got, like the death settlement that he got, and how they used the money the money from that to to start No Limit. But um, other than that, you know, it was pretty spot on with what um, I remember hearing about. And there was a lot more about what's going on with uh, C-Murder uh, in the, the in it than I expected them to talk about. So check it out okay. when you get a chance. So the last thing we're going to cover is uh, an individual album that I listened to that I try to set some time aside and really digest the album more than just a quick listen. Right. Um, and that is As God Intended from Shea Noir. Now, did you by chance listen to this? No, nah, I haven't. Are you familiar with Shea Noir? No, I'm not. So I decided to listen to this album because Imhotep told me that this was like his top three albums of the year or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it came out July 10th. I had never heard this artist. And so I decided to give it a shot. Um, it's going to be interesting to discuss just because you you never even heard of her. Oh, so I didn't know if it was a man or a woman. So no. Shane Noir is a woman, yeah. Okay. I think that you should give this a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked it. I liked it. It's I will have to I will have to caveat with the fact that like I, I mentioned this when I when we talked about the Nas, right? That in general, I don't think that hip hop is very good mm-hmm. right now. Um, it's not the best music that I'm listening to. And this style of hip hop. Mm. It's it's good. I think that if you like hip hop music, like if you like real hip hop, this is definitely real hip hop. Okay. Um, 
it's not necessarily for me. That being said, I think it sounds good. So it's like um, produced by Ninth Wonder. Uh, it's Premier produced by Apollo Brown. Like oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I gotta say that, like, look, I don't think that she adds anything, like stylistically, to hip hop. Like, you okay. know, when she raps, she's while she's good and very technical. I think she sounds kind of predictable kind of familiar mm -hmm. um but i do think that she's better than uh rhapsody actually i think she sounds better than rhapsody <laughs> okay um from a, like, from the she, perspective of her voice her confidence her flow what what from, about from her the, from the flow and the flow and the okay. cadence okay. i think i think she's a better technical rapper okay. than um than, than rhapsody but i gotta say like okay i think i said something along the lines of uh and i'll say imhotep's name again he says it like if you are gonna talk about like gang banging and drug dealing and this that and the other then mm -hmm. you need to be nice mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i think that my thing is is it if you are going to talk about like if your voice and your style whatever is not going to grab me and you just want to be like straight down the line mm -hmm. and have like quote unquote bars as people say mm -hmm. but but you're not going to like really give me like the wordplay and some of the creativity that I like when I start judging my MCs. If you're not going to give me that, mm -hmm. then at least give me some really amazing subject matter and some content. And she okay. has that. Right? Okay. So that's a long way for me to come around to say that like, while stylistically, this is not something that I would really get into. Mm -hmm. I have to say this is a very, very, very good album. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she's talking about some really, really dope shit here. She's got a song called, you know, Blood is Thicker, right? Where it's a really good concept. She's one of the key lines. She says, like, uh, if blood is thicker than water. Um, you better learn how to swim. And what she's saying is, that, like, look, you know, when you almost talk about um, survivor's remorse, basically, like, like you, you, you try to get out of ghetto, you try to get out of your circumstance and you've got your family that is there for you. And that's that's thicker than the water, basically thicker than 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 your new friends. But at the same time, like, you know, these new folks that you're around, if they're about the positivity, if they're about your business mindset, if they're about your growth mm -hmm. and your family isn't, then like, how do you, how do you reconcile that? How do you oh, deal with that? That's a really, Yo, she, but that's just like, that's just that's like a really good example. concept. She, she's got several of them on here. Mm -hmm. um, she's got a song called Daddy's Girl, where she's talking about how she wished she was a daddy's girl. And she mm -hmm. talks about how, you know, she never had a daddy, like he mm -hmm. was in jail and, that her mom had to go through and you always hear about this from the from the man's perspective right. and i'm sure that there are plenty of other women who talked about this as well mm -hmm. but she does a really really good job of getting you to really understand where she comes from and i think that that is something that a lot of these mcs who do this they're sometimes like they're in their own minds so much like fucking um mm. what's the guy's name that i think is wildly overrated lupe fiasco right <laughs> he is in his own head so much that I'm like, I, you should have had to explain to me what, what it is that you're saying. I should just be able to listen and understand. Mm -hmm. And like, I get everything that she's saying and I, and I can empathize. And I'm like, yo, like she's dope. So just these kind of concepts. She has a story on here, yo. Mm -hmm. A story. An like, actual story? An actual story. And this shit is kind of fire. Yeah. It holds up to my scrutiny. And y'all know, anytime I start talking about a story, I have to go into the ins and outs. I got to talk about like the setup. And the and the and the, the, the turning point and the character <laughs> development and all that yo like her story holds up like it's dope. That's she uh, I'll go ahead and I'll spoil this for you, right? Okay. She's talking about a story where like she's going out with her girls, and she lays out the setup set, sets up the whole scene, and then her girl goes to the bathroom 
to the, her girl has to go to the bathroom, right? So the, her purse buzzes. So she picks up her girl's phone mm-hmm. and she sees the text from her man. Right? And she's like, yo, my man only has my girl's number in case I'm not picking up my phone. Right. Now, how does she unlock the phone? We don't we don't know, but it doesn't matter, right? Okay. She 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 sees the she sees the message okay. and the, the message is like, yo, um, come come over after work or during work, don't tell nobody. And so she's like, Oh shit, my my man is sleeping uh-huh. with my best friend, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. So she goes over to the spot and she sees her her girl with her man. And he starts pleading his case. He's like, no, no, I came over here because I want to marry you. I'm trying on rings. You know, she knows Mm -hmm. your sizes, that and the other. Mm -hmm. And then like, boom, like she accidentally shoots him. She checks to see that like, oh, fuck, I think he was telling the truth. This, that and the other. But whatever, like, (laughs) yo, it's crazy. But like, it's a story. It's a story, though. And it works. And I'm like, all right, cool. You have a story that that, that holds up. I I fucks with it. She's got it. She's got a lot of good shit on here. I will be rooting for this person. Like I said, it's not necessarily my style. This is not the kind of music that I'm listening to right now. But I think that if you are a fan of real hip hop, this is definitely real hip hop. Um, and she's dope. Mm-hmm. She's got bars in terms of like, she's got bars. She's got creative wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got, you know, good analogies and things like that. Do I think that she necessarily adds anything? No. But then again, a lot of rappers don't add anything. And it is what it is. So, That's yeah, I just want to shout out this artist, Shay Noir, um, as God intended. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a good project. And thank yeah. you, Imhotep, for at least telling me about it, because otherwise I never would have heard of this artist. Fact. She doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, I don't think. Uh, do you know where she's from? Fuck. Where is she from? I know Apollo Brown's from Detroit, so maybe she's from Detroit as well. Shay Noir looks like she is from Buffalo, New York. Oh, okay. And she's not yeah, part she's of the Griselda, ch- the Griselda camp? I don't know. She, they don't have any. Uh, they don't have any features on here. That's interesting. Yeah. What's up? So anyway, that I think should do it for our summer recap. Um, if it seemed like we weren't well prepared for this episode, our apologies. Mm. Yo, August was a crazy month for me. Um, mm. I'm sure it was a crazy month for you too. It's just a crazy yeah. month in general. This is a crazy fucking year. Yep. It has been crazy. Um, the only thing I wanted to add, and, you know, uh, shameless plug, uh, I got an album coming out on September 18th. So, uh, you, finished you know, it. for everybody uh, who's wants to check it out, um, I'm going to, I'll post it on the, on the 80s babies. I'll post a link to it when it, when it drops. The pre-order is going to drop uh, at the, at the, the top of the month. So. I definitely want to. Uh, I definitely want to check this out. What is it called? It. Because it was IE a love story, but you scrapped that, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, so it's it's called Discovery. The project um, itself is called Discovery. Um, there's a broader a broader concept that I will introduce uh, a bit later, but uh, just gonna call it Discovery. I'm dropping on the 18th, and we what's, can talk about it a little bit more. What's the runtime? Just give me the runtime. You said what? What's the runtime? Oh, oh, runtime. Uh, seven songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see you, Kanye. <laughs> huh? Hmm? Seven is God's number, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what did Ooh. what did uh what did LL Cool J say in uh uh in in uh in, in too deep? Uh, I, man, remember his his uh, his character's name so was God, and he was like, I yeah, haven't... yeah, yeah. It's lovely. It's God's number. <laughs> you with the angels? You know what I'm saying? Call God. It's been so long since I've seen it. I think oh, I think God. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. Oh yeah, it was. A I may have movie. seen it twice. Decent movie, but yeah, um, I just I so, just remember the scene with the pool, the pool stick. Oh, you're man. gonna love it. That was traumatic, wow. man. I can't even. That was colorful. Yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, right, September eighteenth, man. Um, more to come. Uh, I'll probably talk about it a little bit more uh, as I start to roll out the the actual concept of the album. So look out for that. All right, peace, y'all. Peace. America, the beautiful gangsters paradise. For a black man to be rich, you say we sacrifice our own family members. Like we're not savvy enough to make our standard figures. And ain't nobody in no cult. I give so much financially, give away. But there's an aspect of that that's crippling to us today. Still coping and dealing with my environment as a kid. I trust no one today because what someone in my past did. King, gotta learn to let it go and move forward. King, you should learn to say no. Keep all your dough in. King, Michael Jordan gives back and you didn't know it. Like LeBron does, but it's just seldom they show it. King, get 10 points from one bird doing your thing. King, to one of your homies decide to sing. King, I started saying peace, King, on my song The Flyers. And after that, it took off like fire. Peace, King. Take it from a street dude. You don't need to be a street dude. Get a lawyer, read your contract, and eat food. Become Roberta Flack or Lionel. When you catch Flack, that mean they got their eye on you. Produce great results, they start to lie on you. Is they love for a queen's dude in Supreme Shoes? Or did the street code expire with these dudes, especially now? I don't expect you to bow, but stand. Creating jobs, name my venture fun after the land I came from. That's unheard of. A hood that's known for murder. Now doing mergers. The streets is a lie. Don't believe these dudes. Jail of death is all you get. They tell you never move, but when they get money, they split. King, gotta learn to let it go and move forward. King, you should learn to say no. Keep all your dough in. King, Michael Jordan gives back and you didn't know it. Like LeBron does, but it's just seldom they show it. King, get 10 points from one bird doing your thing. King, to one of your homies decide to sing.